You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. What a privilege to be back in the United Kingdom and particularly with one of my favourite churches around the world. You know, I want you to know for, you know, I've watched both Pastor Martin and Pastor Esther in how they have led you uh, over these last eight years. I remember preaching here the first time 11 years ago. How many of you were here 11 years ago when I was here? All right, some of you. And let me just say, those of you with your hands raised, you have seen the dynamic change and move of God, yeah? Amen. Yeah, I came in this morning and my seat almost touched the... I could put my feet and rest it on the steps. Now that tells me something. That the place where we are meeting is too small because we need to make room. Everybody say, make room. And uh, I, I, sense, I sense the shift of the Lord for CLM as we celebrated Pastor Martin and Pastor Esther's 10 years of serving this house. And uh, as I was praying for them and praying for all of you, I sense God is shifting you guys on a new trajectory. And um, if you read the vision booklet, the vision booklet basically gives you the new order that God is wanting to set in this house. And if you were a part of this ministry, you love this house, you love the ministry of this house, you call this my house, then I want you to read it carefully and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Because it is, yes, number one, it's about maturation. Number two, yes, it's about multiplication. Because God's arithmetic, God's math is not in subtraction or division. God's math is also not in addition. But God's math is multiplication. So if you read the book of Acts very carefully, it is all about multiplication. But I also sense a new trajectory of God in this whole arena of multiplication because it is a multiplication for expansion. So I don't know whether you guys are going to secure more buildings and uh, open this up or it may end up with expansion into other areas of the United Kingdom. And that's something that I sense as soon as I arrive. When did I arrive? I don't remember. Tuesday. Yeah, I've been, you know, my dates are all mixed up because from here, my wife flies home. I fly to Japan for another week. So I won't be home till, uh, so I've been on the road for the last eight weeks, yeah, including by the time I get home. So, uh, but I sense as soon as I arrive on Tuesday that there is a definite shift and a definite trajectory of expansion that God is giving to this house like never before. And so I want you guys to get ready for that move. Amen? So turn to the person beside you and tell them, get ready. <laughs> Having watched this house for the last eight years, I must also say that when I travel around the world and when, when people ask me about the United Kingdom, a lot of statesmen, spiritual statesmen, Christian leaders, always ask about the state of affair of the religious temperature of the United Kingdom. Because the United Kingdom was one of the first nations 
that experience a move of God. And so people around the world would often ask me, what is the spiritual status of the church in United Kingdom? And I can only tell them about one church, CLM. And the great ministry God is doing through you. So I boast your fame around the world. And I pray today that you will rise to the boasting of your fame. Amen. Amen. God has done great things. And we don't want to just celebrate what God has done. But we want to look forward to the incredible future of what God can do and will do through you. So get ready for the word today. I want to minister a word for the next few moments uh, from Mark chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 20. We don't have time in this service to, to scrutinize the whole 20 verses, but we're just going to take uh, the first chunk of verses from 1 to 9, and that's what I'll be reading. And then I want to make application, because as you are getting ready for your vision offering, I want you to know the vision offering is not just about facilities. Facilities are just a catalyst to, to provoke you in your faith. The vision offering is really about you. The vision offering is really about this house. It's about how you and this house interconnect in your destiny. The vision offering is about how God wants to do an inner work in your life. You see, I get very excited about vision offering. In Trinity Christian Center, we have two major fundraisers a year to one in the month of March where we ask people to give at least 10% of their salary and more for missions because we believe in touching the world for Jesus Christ. But in June every year, we have another massive fundraise for the vision offering of the house. And it's amazing every time that I see the vision offering of the house supersede the missions offering because people realize that the vision offering is about them activating faith to believe God and as a result, breakthroughs after breakthroughs after breakthroughs come into their life. And as they experience breakthrough, let me just say this, when you experience breakthrough, your family experience a breakthrough. When your household experience a breakthrough, then the church of Jesus Christ experience a breakthrough because you guys come and worship in this house, right? And when this church experience a breakthrough like through the vision offering, then this city can experience a breakthrough. And when this city experience a breakthrough, then the Midlands can experience a breakthrough. And when the whole entire Midlands experience a breakthrough, then the fires of revival will produce a breakthrough for Great Britain. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God's breakthrough depends on the individual. And so next week is your opportunity to step into that place of breakthrough. So it's not about the numbers, it's not about the figure, but it's about you and how you respond to God's Word. Amen? Amen? All right. We're going to start off in verse 3 of Mark chapter 4. And it begins with, listen. Another translation will say, hey. Another translation will say, wake up. And so turn to the person beside you and tell them, wake up. Listen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. 
Now, let me just say, it's possible. Jesus often taught using parables. Parables are daily lives that, God, that Jesus uses to bring forth a spiritual principle. Right? That's what a parable is. A parable is something that happens in our day-to-day life that Jesus uses to translate to what? A spiritual lesson. And so in this parabolic teaching, as Jesus was talking about the sower, this is something that everyone in the audience could understand. They could relate because in those days, it was an agricultural society. Right? So Jesus went on. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprung up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grains. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop multiplying 30, 60, and even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Father, bless the reading of your word. Amen. I want to make a couple of observations before I, I dive into my outline here today. The first observation is that this parable is the parable that reveals the secrets of the kingdom. When Jesus was always teaching about the kingdom parable, He never told the disciples that therein is a secret. But for this particular parable, because after Jesus told the parable, there was a moment where the disciples came and asked Jesus, what is this parable about? And Jesus then talked to them about, this parable holds the secret of the kingdom. And so you need to understand the importance of this parable today. That in this parable is a key. A key that unlocks the kingdom of God. And when you and I have the ability to hold a key that will unlock the kingdom of God, you have access into the kingdom. Now, the, the tremendous implication for every one of us is this. It is like you are coming into a house that is filled with the resources of heaven. Everything that you need, everything that you desire, everything that will bless your life, Everything that will reveal your destiny is in this house. But you need a key to open this. And Jesus is telling the disciples that the people hear, but they do not understand. They see, but they cannot perceive. They hear, but they cannot comprehend. Why? Because hidden in this parable is a secret, a key to the kingdom. It is a key that will access the reservoirs of God. This is the only parabolic teaching throughout the whole gospel that begins with this word, listen. Yeah. And when you read it in this Greek text, or from the Aramic understanding, it is actually an exclamation before the word. Of course, the English grammar is listen and exclamation is there. 
It is exclamation before the word. And I know in some African culture, all right, how many of you are Africans here? Okay. And in some Africans' culture, there is an exclamation mark before the name. True? Yeah. And the exclamation mark before the name tells you of that sound that needs to be made. And it's a sound that will arrest you. It's a sound that will captivate you. And Jesus tells this parable with this exclamation in Aramaic. To make a sound like, yo! Because it is about you hearkening to a truth. Because Jesus was telling this parable and before He tells the parable, He wants to draw their attention. It was, this word listen in Greek, in Aramaic, it means to hearken, to give attention, to consider, to comprehend, to catch, to arrest. You need to arrest this principle, this parable. The third observation that I make from this scripture from this parabolic teaching is that if you recognize and you go through it again, you notice it is a singular seed and not seeds. It is strange. A farmer would cast his seeds, right? But it says seed. And then each time, a seed. Strange. That's why I say other seed. Still other seed. It tells us when you study this very carefully that this one seed is a very important representation. Of course, Jesus then expound that that seed is the Word of God. I know in some teaching they talk about that this is the Gospel. Some say that this is the Word of God. But Jesus says the Word and we're going to come to it because I want you to unravel, to understand that it has to do with a word. A word from heaven. And another observation that I make is that the seed has the potential of harvest. This seed. So there's nothing wrong with the seed. And, and I'm sorry that our English Bible gives us the header, the parable of the sower. I would rather talk about the parable of the soil. Because it's not about the sower. The sower sows. And so my next observation is, is that the sower sows generously. The seed. And the seed has a capacity. It has a potential to bring forth a mighty harvest into your life. And I believe today, if you could hear that one word of God, if you could hear that one word of heaven and receive that one key of heaven that will unlock, it will unlock something that will radically change and transform your life. It will bring forth a breakthrough in your life so that you can live the miraculous, walk the supernatural and live the abundant life. So my first point as we now dive into this whole parabolic teaching because the, the title of my sermon today is Your Ground Equal Your Harvest. Your Ground Equal Your Harvest. How can my ground equal my harvest? Firstly, it is how you're hearing. 
How you hear will determine your breakthrough. How you hear, how you perceive, how you arrest, how you comprehend, how you listen. How God arrests your attention will determine your breakthrough. Do you know that this word here appears eight times in this whole parabolic teaching from verse 1 to verse 20? Eight times. You know, when God uses a, a, a statement eight times, it means that we are hard of hearing. And I know for us parents, when you keep telling our kids, clean your bed, and then later you walk into the room, Hey, clean your bed. And we repeat ourselves many times. It tells us that our kids are not listening. They hear, but they don't perceive. They hear, but they don't comprehend. They hear, but they are not arrested. And that's the thing here. And so God had repeated Himself eight times in this just 20 verses. And I included the word listen because it's part of the hearing process. How you hear will determine your breakthrough. It begins with the farmer sowing the seed onto the hard ground. It talks about the path. He was scattering the seed and some fell up along the path. Jesus then went on to expound what this path is. And I want to say that this is what I consider a hard ground. You can be in church today. You may be listening on Trinity Broadcast or on CLM YouTube. And as this word goes out, I'm saying to you, the way you listen, the way you hear will determine your breakthrough. Because if you hear like the hard ground, then what it is saying is that you're hearing without receiving. A lot of us comes to church and we receive apostolic prophetic teaching. We receive the fivefold gift from this pulpit and our life is never changed. And we see the, our neighbor, the, the one sitting across us and we see that their life has been dramatically transformed and we see the blessings of God and we often wonder why. May I submit to you today, it is because how you hear the word will determine your harvest. Because we hear without receiving. And therefore, we are like the hard ground because the seed does not have opportunity to even root itself. And that's why you can come to church. And sometimes we preachers give you a good sleep because we preach boring sermon and so you sleep well. Or maybe you're like me, you know, I was depressed, Liverpool lost last night. And, and, and I can come here depressed and as the pre preaching goes on, it's like I'm hearing, I'm not receiving because it falls, it, it doesn't even take root. It has no opportunity. That's the word. It does not have opportunity to even take root. And as a result, Jesus says, Satan comes to steal it away. You see, John 10, 10 tells us, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So the thing here is that we see him stealing. He wants to steal the word, that particular word, not just any, but that one word that will unlock your blessing. That one word that will unlock the breakthrough. That one word that will unlock the reservoirs of God, the arsenals of heaven that is needed so that we can walk a victorious life. But He caused the condition of our hearts, our soil, to be hard ground. So we hear, but we are not receiving. 
And so in this case, the seed, the seed which is the word of God that can bring breakthrough and harvest is stolen. Look at verse 15. We did not read that, but it's found in verse 15. The second soil talks about, the second ground talks about how you listen. Because some of us listen like the hard ground, the path, but some of us listen like the rocky ground. And Jesus went on to talk about this rocky ground. Jesus expounded this rocky ground. And I want to state it my way, that the rocky ground represents us who hear without engagement. The first is they hear without receiving, which means you don't take the word to allow it to root. So there's no opportunity. But here, this is the second group. We hear the word, we receive it, but we don't engage in the word. Like, you can hear about the vision offering and for some of us, we are cynical. So it's like hard ground. Ah, they don't need my money. But then this is the group that hears, they get excited about the vision, but they don't engage with the vision. And because it does not engage, because it does not engage, the word cannot take root. In verse 17, Jesus talks about as the, as the seed comes, as the word of God comes into their hearts, there is an initial burst of joy. But because they never allow fulfillment, because they never allow fulfillment. Why? Because there was, it was too shallow. They didn't have much soil to be able to engage the seed. And if your life is like that, very shallow because you don't have the capacity to engage with the Word, then all you have is a key, but you never put a key into the door. It's like someone gives you a nice Maserati and they give you a key, wouldn't you want to jump into the Maserati and drive it? But this is the folks that receive it, they get excited, yeah, I got a Maserati, yeah. And then every day they look at the Maserati, yeah, but, but it never goes anywhere. Yeah. Initial burst of enthusiasm, but the seed never fully take root. The third, soil that Jesus talks about and he described the way we hear because the ground has to do with our hearts. The ground has to do with how we hear. It's the thorny ground. So the first group, they hear without receiving. The second rocky is hearing without engagement. And the third is they hear but they compromise. They are hearing the word but there's compromisation in their life. There are other things that are competing for the same attention of God. There are things in our life that competes against the Word of God. And as a result of compromisation, the seed does take root. However, the seed cannot get to fruition as there are issues in life. Look at verse 7. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plant so that they did not bear grains. So it looks good. It looks green. Everything looks perfect. But there's no fruits. There's no abundance. And they're like some of us, we come to church faithfully week in, week out. We look good on the outside, but there's no fruition 
of God's breakthrough and harvest in our life. Why? Because there are compromisation. And Jesus talks about the compromisation when Jesus described in verse 19 because the fruition is choked by the issues of life, by the things of life. And so, it is very important for us, therefore, to ask ourselves, how am I hearing today? How am I hearing the Word of God? How can your ground equal your harvest? Number two, your hearing releases your breakthrough. Firstly is how you hear determines your breakthrough. But number two, hearing releases your breakthrough. And here it talks about the good ground now. Jesus talks about the good ground. What is it about this good ground? How is it that my hearing can release that seed of breakthrough? Well, it is hearing with acceptance. It is hearing with, with acceptance. It says, yes, still other seed fell on good ground. Verse 8, it came up, grew. And here, it talks about as the seed fell on this good ground, it, it, it just sprouted forth. And Jesus went on to talk about how it can happen because there is acceptance. What does it mean to accept the word? What does it mean to accept it? It means that there is affirmation. As that word goes forth, as you hear what Pastor Martin was articulating about the next trajectory, the next season, because let me just say, if you come to CLM, you love this church, you are part of this church, your destiny is intricately woven with the destiny of this church. It's all about this oneness. You cannot divorce yourself. You cannot dichotomize yourself from the destiny of this church. So that becomes very important, how you perceive it. And therefore, there, there must be the affirmation. You must affirm that this is God's word for CLM and therefore God's word for me. It is God's word that there is maturation. It is God's word for me to experience multiplication. It is God's word for me to exp experience expansion. And I'm not talking about physical expansion where we grow big this way. I'm talking about the expansion of influence. And that, that was a key word that Pastor Martin mentioned about influence. God wants you to increase in influence. When that happens, your business will increase in influence. When that happens, your life will impact your community. The good ground, affirmation. Affirm that this is the word. Affirmation comes when we embrace God's word in spite, despite ourselves, because sometimes we feel too small. And when you hear this word influence, multiplication, expansion, we say, oh, well, but it does not matter. It is really the affirmation and the embracement of the word in spite, despite who we are. Because it is really about affirmation in God and His Word. You see, God's Word carries His weight. That's why God's Word never returned unto Him void, because it carries His weight. I bet some of you have loaned people money and they write an IOU to you. But after years of badgering them, they have yet to pay you. Anyone? Don't, don't raise your hands. Because their Word does not carry weight. But when God says it, 
He has the arsenals of heaven to make it happen for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God has the armament. His word carries weight. It is just like this iPad. In this iPad, there is a Apple logo, right? And Apple Macintosh guarantees me that when I turn on the iPad, which is fully charged, it will work. In the same way, God's Word is backed up by who He is, His nature and His ability. And therefore, it is important that we come into the place of acceptance by affirmation, embracement, and thirdly, activation. To accept God's Word is to activate, which means it's to do the Word immediately. To do the Word immediately. If the Word is not done immediately, the Word will be taken away. So you got to do it immediately. Number two, you got to do it completely. If you don't do it completely, the Word will kill, will be killed. While it may not be stolen, it will be killed. Right there and there. This does not have fruition. So you got to do it immediately. You got to do it willingly. And number three, you, uh, completely. And number three, you got to do it willingly. We got to willingly do the word. And that's why we read in the scripture all the time. It's go through the Old Testament. Each of the widow will say, I have nothing. And then the prophet says, do this. And immediately they did it. They did it completely. And they did it willingly. And the miracle happens. That's how we see all the widows in the Bible. And God uses widows to teach us. Number three. How can your ground equal your harvest? How? By understanding that the secret of the kingdom is hearing that word. The secret of the kingdom is hearing that word. What is that word that God is speaking to CLM today? Thank you, Mr. Google. Because some of you are wondering, Pastor Dom, what is that word? True? The word is multiplication. That word is multiplication. If you, have, if you have been perceiving right now, you would have caught that word. That's why Mr. Google was trying to help us. <laughs> the secret of the kingdom is hearing that word. Notice the farmer was sowing seed. S-E-E-D. He was sowing only that word. That one word. And so what is that one word that is applicable for us in this season? And it is about multiplication. Just look at it. Look, look, look around. There isn't a lot of space. If every one of you bring one to church, where are we sitting them? We will have to hang them on the ceiling. Yeah. Don't say everyone because some of us are lazy. Let's take 50%. If 50% of you bring somebody, there is no seats. We have to sit them on the floor. There's no space. That's why multiplication is at hand. And with multiplication, it is about expansion. God wants to expand CLM, expand the, the, the ministry and the influence of CLM because you 
can be the stumbling block to revival. You can be the stumbling block to God's revival for this nation and the nations of the world. It is the seed, that one type of seed. Recognize it's a one type of seed. And the sower sow that seed. Will you receive that seed today? And very quickly, number four, as I close. The condition of your heart, the condition of how you hear, determines the extent of your breakthrough. The condition of your heart, the condition of your hearing, determines the extent of your breakthrough. Jesus tells this parable and He mentions that still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop. Producing a crop is natural because it is a good seed. It has the potential to produce a crop. And when you put a crop into good soil, so to speak, it should produce, a, I mean that seed, it should produce a crop. Yes? But the amazing thing that stumbled everyone and the reason why the people that day when they were hearing this parabolic teaching could not associate, could not comprehend is because Jesus went on to say, it produced a crop multiplying. Notice this word again, multiplying. <laughs> if you are not catching what God is saying to the church, something is wrong. Multiplying. 30, 60, Wonderful. Do you know it does not make sense for the hearers because they are farmers themselves. So they know when I put, I'm not going to put my seed on a, on a path. I'm not going to put my seed on rocky ground. I'm not going to put my seed on tawny ground. I'm going to put my seed on good ground and it's going to produce a crop. But it is right now incredulous for them to think that, huh? Not a one for one? You mean it's 30, 60? A hundredfold. That blows their mind. That's why they could not perceive this parabolic teaching of Jesus. Because it has to do with this final key. It has to do with the condition. Because deferring proportion of harvest is very much dependent on the acceptance from the good soil. First of all, it is incredulous as, as they were the farmers themselves listening. Before you sow, you should plough the ground, right? And after ploughing the ground, you should be taking the rocks and everything, removing the thorns. And then you, and then you, you plant. That's how, that's how everybody does it. But, but when Jesus told this parable, they were like laughing at Jesus. <laughs> Stupid farmer. Dumb farmer. But when he came to this part of it, now Jesus turns it around and shocks them. Because what Jesus was saying is that deferring proportion of the harvest is very much dependent on the acceptance from the good soil. Notice this, it's acceptance from the good soil. Listen very carefully. The soil which is you, you have to receive it. And the way you receive it is also a work of grace. But it's also a decision point to embrace, to receive, to listen and to hear. And then as you, as, as you begin to accept, as you begin to receive, as you begin to allow the work of grace to allow the seed to come into the condition of your heart, the way you are hearing, listen very carefully. There is the word production. 
There is the word production. Verse 20, others like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce. Notice the three verbs. Hear the word, accept it and produce. That's a key word, to produce. So it's not about just a one for one, but God has a 30, 60 and a hundred fold for you. But that proportion comes through the acceptance and number two, the production. You see, friends, listen, as I close here, a good seed does not guarantee a harvest. You can hold the grain in your hand and forever hold the grain in your hand. The seed has the potential because it's a good seed. But having, having good seed does not guarantee a harvest. The preaching of the Word of God that goes out from the, the pulpit week after week is good seed. But it does not guarantee a harvest in your life. You have to hear it, accept it, and produce. A good seed can have its ability to have its fruition halted. Don't you realize in this whole thing? You can halt your breakthrough. You can be the stumbling block. You can be the red light signal to the blessings and the breakthroughs of God for your life. A good seed needs good soil and investment for a mighty harvest. That's what produce means. Produce means you invest prayer, time, service, and your finances so that it yields a mighty harvest. You want apple? You have to plant apple seed. Nobody plants apple seed to get oranges right now. True or not? That's the law of sowing. Yeah, I can preach about the law of sowing just. But the law of sowing is very natural. A lot of people want personal financial breakthrough, but they don't sow. They don't give. Because the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Breakdown shaken, flowing over. We all want the prosperity, but we don't produce it by investing. We all want time, and especially for some of us that are sick in body, and we're asking God, give me extension of time. But you never sow time into the kingdom. God cannot extend your time. Some of us want supernatural miracles to follow us. But you know what? You never sow your relationship with the Lord. How can you get that breakthrough for supernatural breakthrough? So today as I close right now, I'm asking you, what soil are you? What is your ground? What ground are you? And I pray that the searchlight of the Holy Spirit will, will knock on your heart's door and that you will make a decision right now. I want to be a good soil. But I said a good seed and a good soil doesn't guarantee a mighty harvest. Remember? So yes, you may say, Lord, I want to be a good soil. I want to hear, I want to hearken, I want to rest this word. I want to receive it into my life. But now, are you prepared to sow into that word? 
for breakthrough. Let me say, next week you have an opportunity. But this week, I want you to sow your hearts to the Lord. Because if you can sow your hearts to the Lord, God will multiply you in your influence and the blessings and the breakthroughs can come into your life. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to preach this word. Father, I pray that this apostolic word, this prophetic word of this season of multiplication will now come. Father, in our hands are the seed, the seed of the word, the seed of this ministry, the seed of destiny, the seed of our breakthrough. Lord, how can we respond to this seed? Teach us to sow the seed into the grounds of our hearts right now. As we receive the word, as we affirm the word, as we work the word into our life. Thank you for grace that is in their working in our life. With every eye closed and every head bowed, and you need a personal breakthrough. And you say to me today, Pastor Dom, I realize why I don't have a breakthrough. And today, I want to ask the Holy Spirit to plow the hard ground of my heart so that I will always be soft, good ground for the Lord. That's you, stand. If that's you and you want God to do that work, you stand. Because I want to pray for you. That's right. Thank you for standing. Others are standing. That's right. Keep standing. You know you're the hard ground. Some of you, rocky ground. Some of you, thorny ground. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help you today. You stand right now, very quickly. Many are standing. Don't wait. Don't, don't look for others. Because it's between you and the Lord. Because like I said, if you can break through, your household can break through. So you are standing for your family. If a man is standing, recognize this, you are standing for your family. If a woman is standing, I want you to know she's going to be standing for her kids. If a granddad is standing, he's standing for his generation and the generations after. So keep standing, keep standing. The Lord is looking. This is a holy time. This is a holy time. This is a holy time. That's right. Just keep standing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As these are standing and and you can still stand, all right, those of you, all right, as these are standing, I want to speak to another group. You are here. You have never given your life to Jesus Christ. I want you to know Jesus died for you. Jesus has gone ahead to give your life the potentiality of a good soil. And today, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to join this, this that have stood, but I'm going to ask you to stand as well right now. Those that are standing have, sta have stood for breakthroughs to ask God to till the ground. But you want to receive Jesus Christ right now, you stand, joining them. You stand right now. Anybody? Anybody? Alright, then I'm assuming we're all believers in Christ Jesus. I want to speak to one last group of believers today. You said to me, Pastor Dom, help me to get that word 
of multiplication and expansion. I've been struggling with it since it was spoken a couple of weeks ago. But I realize that's an important word for me today. And you want to ask God to help you to affirm that word for your life as well. You stand right now. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for standing. That's right. Thank you. Because there are people who, who struggle. You, 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 you know, you're happy. You look at where CLM is and you struggle. Why, why are we multiplying? Why should we expand? And you're struggling. Listen, that's the miracle of this house. That's the seed of this house. And you want to come to terms with it. That's right. You stand as well. That's right. Thank you for standing. Number of you, thank you for standing. Thank you for standing. I want to pray. And so if you, if you have not stood, this is the time to stand before I pray. And then I want to hand the time over to Pastor Esther. Father, I pray for all of these that are standing. I thank you, Lord, for the boldness to stand before you and the humility of their life to say, Spirit of God, till the hard ground, till the rocky ground, till the thorny ground. And then Spirit of God, teach us to hear clearly, to accept, to affirm, and to activate the Word of God into our life. Thank you, Father, for the last group that has stood to align themselves to that Word, that seed that the sower is casting right now. And I thank you, Father, and I speak breakthrough. I bless each and every one of these standing with the breakthrough of the Father that they will have a mighty harvest, a harvest of 30 times, 60 times, and 100 times. And Father, I pray that testimonies after testimonies of this breakthrough will bless this church in Jesus' name.